Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another episode of A Sound Heart. Tonight, I'm going to be discussing Jesus, the super competent diagnostician of the human condition. And before we begin our study tonight, I'm going to pray that God would guide our study through his spirit. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to study you. ask to be guided by the spirit of God, who is the author of the spirit. Lord, we know that it is only through the power of the Spirit hearts of life so that we might behold wonderful things. Thank you in Jesus. So I'm going through the Gospel of Luke. And uh, as I go through the Gospel of Luke, I want to point out some particulars about the public ministry of Jesus. I want to emphasize the the, the healing ministry of Jesus. Uh, and so I have uh, spoken about some of the Greek words that are used in such as therapeo, and uh, we went over that in a previous uh, study. And I'm going to move on uh, because there are some other terms that I would like to familiarize you as we go through the study. Now, as you know, Luke is the third gospel. Uh, and, and so there are three uh, documents that are called the synoptic gospel, a word which means a theme together. That is Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And we believe that Mark was the primary source uh, for much of the source material that we find in both Matthew and Luke. And so Luke points out in chapter 1 of his, of his writing uh, about, he talks about his sources and the tradition that he had received. And he talked about his research and his conclusions because he wanted uh, the one to whom this particular document was written to have complete and perfect certitude and safety as to uh, the nature of the material and what they so uh, he used his mind as a physician uh, to write down what the Spirit of God had 
spoken unto him. Indeed, uh, when we talk about the scriptures, uh, we know that they are the, indeed the breath of God. And so God breathed out uh, the scriptures through his spirit. And so the scriptures are also inbreathed by the spirit of God. In other words, the scriptures are the breath, uh, the essence of God. And so uh, we must remember that. So we have this gift within the satanic cosmos uh, that God has vouchsafed into our care, and that is his word. So in Luke chapter 4, uh, I'm going to be reading uh, verse 13, Luke 4, 13, quote, And when the devil had ended all the temptation, he departed from him for a season. Now, in the uh, previous study, I pointed out that in Luke chapter 4, verse 1, that Jesus was full, that is, he was complete, uh, uh, he was thoroughly filled with the Spirit. And so um, he was, and Mark wrote that he was uh, thrown into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. In uh, Luke 4.2, we read that being, quote, being 40 days tempted of the devil. Uh, so the Greek word here means he was tempted under the devil, under the devil. So the language is very important for us. Uh, to remember. And uh, so uh, we see the humility of the Son of God. We see that uh, in uh, in the decree before God threw down the universe into nothingness, um, that the Son of God would manifest himself in flesh on behalf of our salvation. And it was God's will, it was the, the uh, determined will of God that the Son of God would do this, that he would place himself under the devil in order to be uh, tested by him. So this is all in the plan of God. This is God's plan. This is God's doing. Uh, the Son of God is the second Adam. We read in Book of Romans about the failure uh, or the sin, rather, of the first Adam. And it is through the second Adam, because I say Adam because Adam is not a proper noun, okay? It, it speaks uh, a headship, and so it is that type of term. So Adam, uh, who was taken out of the earth. Uh, in Hebrew, the word for ground is Adama. And uh, we have within that word the Hebrew word for, uh, we have dam, which is, which is blood. So it, it is a very important term. These are very important terms for us to understand uh, so that we do not trivialize the ministry of the Savior. Uh, this, the t this temptation is a, a pivotal part of our salvation, so we would do well to study it deeply. Now, 
In Luke 4, 13, we read, quote, and when the devil, that is the diabolos, that is the one who divides, and remember the word devil is not a proper noun, it is an adjective, is an adjective, which means the one who divides. It literally means the one who divides people for no reason. This is what he does. Uh, he is a master at this. Okay. And when the devil had ended all the temptation, he departed from him, that is Jesus, for a season. Now, so uh, the Greek word is ekparezo, ekparezo. It is used in uh, Luke 4.12, quote, And Jesus answering said unto him, It is said, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. So ekparezo in Luke 4.12, uh, the word means here solicitation to evil. We have the prefix ek, which means out, and parezo, which means to try, prove, or, or put to the test. So here it is solicitation to evil. This is what the devil attempted to do, but what we have here is the proven character of Jesus. Uh, he was tested under the devil. And so we see his, in, uh, what emerges for our understanding as believers is the, the impeccability of the Son of God. He is impeccable. Okay? And so this is very important. Now, in four, Luke 4, 14, quote, we read, quote, and Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee. And there went out a fame of him throughout all the region uh, round about. And he taught in their synagogue, being glorified of all. So in verse 15, that we have the pronoun he, is, it is in the emphatic position in the Greek. He taught in perfect uh, tense in their synagogues, being glorified of all. So Jesus taught the word of God to the people. He taught them the word. He did not teach them about any other documents. He did not talk to them about the writings of, uh, of the great rabbis. He did not talk to them about the Mishnah. He did not talk to them uh, about the writings of Rabbi Gamaliel or Rabbi Hillel, who were both contemporaries uh, during the time of Jesus. He did not talk about rabbinics. He put forth the word of God. He is the revelation. He is the manifestation of the word of God. He did not, uh, uh, he did not teach any, uh, any human wisdom. And so you and I should be very careful uh, to distinguish between divine wisdom, and human wisdom. So uh, he taught the word of God. And verse 16 we read of Luke, in Luke chapter 4, and he went to Nazareth where he had been brought up. Remember, uh, this, this is very important. Nazareth is still in existence. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day uh, and stood up for to read. Now, in those days, uh, the people sat and the teacher 
the teacher sat and uh, the the people stood, but he stood up to read, and there was del- delivered unto him the book or the scroll of the prophet Isaiah. And he, when he had opened his mouth, and when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, and he hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, uh, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book and gave it again to the ministers, this is the King James Version, and sat down. So after he read, he sat down, uh, very important uh, detail. And the eyes of all them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began to say unto them, this day, is this scripture fulfilled in your ears? Remember, he is preaching at the synagogue in his hometown. He is teaching in the synagogue where he was brought up. He is teaching to people who know him. Now, he is teaching the word of God, but I want you to hear their preconception of him and what they think of what he's teaching. Verse 22. And all bear witness and wonder at the gracious words which proceedeth out of his mouth. And they said, Is not this Joseph's son? So you see their conclusion. You see, and so here we have, uh, we have their thinking summarized. Is this not Joseph's son? And so I want to stop there for a moment because I want to go back to verse 18 uh, from the book of Isaiah. And so the spirit of the Lord is upon me. And so what we have here is the messianic consciousness of Jesus. Uh, We know that he he knows that he is Yeshua HaMashiach. He is Jesus the Messiah. He is Jesus the anointed of God. He is Jesus, the anointed of the Holy Spirit of God. So, uh, because he hath anointed me uh, to preach the gospel, to herald the good news to the poor. So here the word poor means the oppressed, disillusioned, and the begging one. This is his public ministry. Jesus is the super competent diagnostician of the human condition. He was sent of God. He is the great physician. And here we get uh, we get to we get to look into the the diagnostics of Jesus. He does an assessment. And he, he, he provides his understanding of what is going on uh, with people. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Uh, and here the word means uh, those who are shattered, who are crushed. And 
so we get to understand some of the depths of his ministry. To preach deliverance to the captives. So, and that is to herald, that's to uh, forgiveness. Now, in the Bible, the word forgive is a, a, a statement, and it means to send off. It means to release an individual from a debt that can never be repaid. It means to release someone or a group of people from a debt that can never be repaid. Forgiveness, to send off from, a fame, to send, uh, to preach deliverance to the captives. Now, this word captives means those taken in war. Because the word here means to be taken captive at the point of a fear. To be taken captive at the point of a fear. Now, think about the epidemiological understanding of Jesus, the super competent diagnostician. So, there are people who are taken captive by sex, by drugs, by lying, by debauchery, gambling, by any number of pathologies. Jesus enters into the human condition, understanding that sin is not only pandemic, but sin is endemic. And so he brings his supernatural understanding and awareness into his public ministry. He sees, he knows without a doubt what people face moment to moment. Jesus knows what you face moment to moment on a daily basis. Uh, the psalmist states that before uh, we are consciously aware of what we are thinking, God already knows the thoughts that will be coming into our conscious awareness. See, this is why it is so important to me to teach the word, to teach only the word, and to be focused upon us studying the word so that the people of God can be thoroughly edified, that is built up, so that they can become, they, they will be grounded and built up in the truth. Because only the truth will set us free, not human wisdom, not human knowledge, not pithy things, not clever things, not religious things, and not Christian saying the word of God because there are many Christian sayings that are inconsistent with the say of the Lord and the word of God. People need to be healed. There are people who go to church and yet their lives are, they are destroyed spiritually because church going does not save. The word Jesus says, the word of God will set us free. 
and there are those who name the name of the Lord, and their their lives are still what? They're still taken captive at the point of the spear. They're still captive. And primarily it begins with the ego, with the self. And uh, Paul wrote in Galatians 2.20, I am crucified with Christ. The word uh, that has been transliterated as I is the word ego or ego. I am crucified with Christ. Notice the language, I am, state of being. I am crucified with Christ. The word again there, the pronoun I is ego. I am crucified with Christ, state of being. Now, if the ego is crucified, then it can no longer live. Many believers are suffering today because they have not crucified the flesh with its affections and lust. Many of the problems, the moral and spiritual problems that believers have, is because they have not crucified the flesh. So Paul wrote, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by the power of the Son of God, who what? Who gave himself for me. That is, who died for me. Galatians 2.20. Who died on my behalf. Notice the reference to death. If there is no ego death, then one cannot substantively live for Jesus. The ego must die. How do we do that? Jesus said uh, uh, that we must take up the cross to follow him. What does it mean to take up the cross? Cross is only for the condemned. We take up the cross and we bear that cross. And God gives us the power to bear that cross. Because, once again, if the ego is not crushed, then I cannot and I will not have a real spiritual life. This is why Jesus is the super competent diagnostician of the human condition. He does not seek to ameliorate or he does not tell us, well, uh, a little uh, therapy will change you and make you feel better about yourself. No, he doesn't do that. And he does not do existential therapy. Jesus comes in and he does something. His therapeutic approach is radical. Jesus said that do what? We must die to the flesh. We must... uh, we must kill or destroy the ego. And so this is the radical nature of this message. It is hard to hear, but it is necessary, once again, to preach deliverance to the captives and the recovering of sight to the blind. And so here, uh, the blind are whom? 
The blind here are the spiritually blind, those who cannot see. The poor are the oppressed, the disillusioned, the begging. And uh, to and recovering of sight to the blind and to liberty uh, to them that are bruised. Again, uh, a very important word. The word bruised here means those who are crushed. So uh, here we have a synopsis uh, of the ministry of Jesus, what he has come to do. And remember, this is only Luke chapter 4. As we go deeper into Luke, he is going to talk about those uh, in mental crisis and uh, those who have been taken, who are control- their lives are controlled by unclean spirits. Uh, one episode, uh, one part, Luke is talking about a woman who has scoliosis, and she has been deliberately disfigured and deformed in her body to scoliosis by uh, uh, by the devil. And so Jesus has within his therapeutic model everything that he needs uh, so that the scope of his practice uh, is wide enough to embrace us all. So uh, postmodern medicine does not recognize unclean spirits, demonic powers, or the, uh, the supernatural at all. Postmodern medicine depends on what? Pharmaceuticals, surgery, and uh, their diagnostic tool, which do what? Look for certain things within the body that they can say, well, this is a natural occurrence, or, or this is a particular ailment, and so we will use this approach. Now, uh, there are some other things that I can say about modern, postmodern medicine, but I won't in this broadcast. Because the focus is what? It is upon Jesus. So if I pray, and when I pray, I have the, the assurance that God hears me, that God knows exactly what's going on with me. He knows exactly what's going on with me. I may not even be fully aware of what is going on with me, but I know that he does. So he's going to talk, Luke's going to point out how about uh a family who was in a spiritual crisis, and uh, one 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 sister uh, had a mountain of stress uh, in her life, and her sister sat uh, at the feet of Jesus and learned the word. Her the sister uh, who knew how to address her stress by going to the Jesus and listening to the word. Uh, her life was very effective. On the other hand, the sister who fretted and who was controlled by her stressors complained about the sister that just sat there and listened to the word. So, uh, so do you see uh, the hyperactivity? Do you see the hyper alertness and awareness of the person uh, who was stressed out and what she was going through? Uh, when we're like that, there is very little life satisfaction and fulfillment. And so, but guess what? Jesus loves both of them. And he uses what is going on in their home as a teaching situation. He is the super confident diagnostician of the human condition. That is, he knows exactly what you and I need. 
And so uh, uh, Luke is going to, uh, this document is fascinating because he points out some particulars uh, about the public ministry of Jesus that I'm going to share with you and others. Uh, I may share a little bit with you uh, because uh, there's some sensitivity about these subjects, but uh, but here we see the power of God at work uh, through the person of Jesus. Jesus is relevant. He is here now. His ministry to heal, his readiness to heal is here now. So if you are tortured in mind, tortured in heart, if you are restless, if you are filled with a load of care and you don't know where to take it, or you're, you're, you're frightened, and or you don't know what direction to take in life, then you need to come before the Lord. And you need to lay out uh, before the Lord what you are thinking and what you uh, what has you captive. Maybe there's a thought, maybe there's a situation, maybe there's an attitude that needs to change in your life. Now, please understand that when we change attitudes, we change our altitude. We change our attitude, we change our response to what is going on with us. And so we begin uh, to understand that if we change our attitude and keep our minds stayed on God, that God is going to change what we thought was unchangeable, or God's going to show us a way where we thought there was no way. And so... Jesus will change your blood pressure. He will change, and, and, you know, he will heal you. But you have to be committed to hearing the word of God completely. So the word akuo in to hear with a view to obey, and I pray that God would open a way for you and you will listen to his son, Jesus Christ, our Savior. God bless you. love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. 